welcome to the intro to space opera episode of ghost party radio an in-depth and very serious exploration into the world of genre film hosted by two small-time cowards i am trevor and allow me to introduce my co-host space opera boy himself it is adam wagner hello trevor Oh boy, we are finally out of the rut that is known as season one of Ghost Party Radio. Thank God, never looking back, am I right? No, never, and it definitely will not be the exact same show going forward. Uh, But I'm excited, I just came back from the stars, and let me tell you, there's a lot of nice movies out there. Oh, we spun that wheel, and it landed on Space Opera, and I didn't know if we could put together a series. And doing the hours and hours and hours of research that I did, I think this is going to be a great series. I agree. I'm, I, I'm a big sci-fi head. I know we know some sci-fi heads. Absolutely. And I've been watching a lot of space opera movies in preparation to this. And do you know what I was thinking when I was watching those movies? No. I was thinking, these are giving me heavy boss baby vibes. <laughs> wow, there it is. Because the only movie I have seen previous to this is Boss Baby. That's right. Uh, Okay, so let's get straight into it. Uh, Oh, well, before we do that, actually, Adam, do we have any listener reviews? No, we do not, Trevor, but I suspect we will soon. Yes, we will soon because these episodes will finally be out. Please review and subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. If you leave a five-star review for us and you roast us in that review, we will read it right at the top of the show. Right now is when we'll be reading it. We do not read nice reviews, so it has to be a mean review, but you have to give us five stars. Please, we deserve that. I mean, I don't know if we deserve the five stars, but we definitely deserve the roast. Right. You guys are here listening to our second season. You heard the first season. Come on, roast us. Yes, please roast us. This is avant-garde podcasting. We do whatever we want. It makes no sense. We deserve to be hated on through any reviews possible. Mm -hmm. Adam, listeners of the show don't think you actually exist. They think that this is a podcast that's me talking to my fake co-host. What do you have to say to those listeners? Uh, I promise you that Trevor is not that good at voices. Uh, The only voice he is good at is Borat. Uh, Go ahead, Trevor. Okay, so I know you always try to get me to do my Borat impression, but I will say the other day I was thinking, uh, I can do a lot. There's no question here. People know this about me. I do a lot of things. I do great things. I cannot do a single impression. I can't think of one single impression. Interesting. Other than Borat. Very nice. Right. There you go. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, tried, he tried to get me to do this Borat voice on three 12-hour streamathons that we did at the Frida Cinema, and I would refuse to do it. Yeah, I can't wait to try to get you to do that again next time. Yeah, totally. And, I'm, and I'm, you know what? Maybe I'll just like try and really make get a good <laughs> impression. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is Borat would have been totally outdated as of you even saying that to me. Now, yeah, now he's a big thing and everyone loves Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, and Maria Bakalova is going to win like an Oscar for supporting actress for that movie. Shoot, he might win a supporting actor Oscar for that uh, bad Aaron Sorkin movie. That movie uh, I loved. I thought it was great. Oh, you loved it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was super, super watchable, but I thought it had like all of Aaron Sorkin's worst tendencies. But this is not a podcast about Aaron Sorkin. This is a podcast now about genre. We go through genre or genre. We spin a wheel. Literally, we spun a wheel that had 100 genres on it. It landed the very first time on Revenge. We just did eight Revenge movies, but now it's on space opera. Uh, Adam, do you have a definition written down about what space operas are? Yeah, I do, actually, Trevor. 
Um, so space opera is a subgenre of science fiction that uh, two people, David G. Hartwell and Catherine Kramer, define as, quote, colorful, dramatic, large-scale science fiction adventure, competently and sometimes beautifully written, usually focused on a sympathetic, heroic central character, and plot action, and usually set in relatively distant future and in space or on other worlds, characteristically optimistic in tone. It often deals with war, piracy, military virtues, and very large-scale action, baby. Large stakes. So that's fascinating that this is a subgenre of the science fiction. It's That is so specific, what you just read to me. And I mm-hmm. didn't know that's what space opera meant at all. And once I had found that out by simply going to Wikipedia, which is, I know, what, what you did as well... Uh, it is really, really exciting that these movies are so specific, and I'm really excited to pick our movies. I'm excited to see what our guests bring in. Um, I'm just excited to watch a genre that I guess I wasn't super familiar with. Same here. I I, I, I love the, the idea of fun is sort of intrinsically in this genre. You know, I think the big go-to is Star Wars because they made so many and they're so popular. But yeah, that's considered a space opera, and I love the idea of cool dudes getting in cool vehicles, fighting in cool space. But I think fun is the key word there because we just got off of the revenge genre that was just blood-soaked and heavy and dramatic. I, you know, This was almost the perfect antithesis to this. Right, I agree. We're going to liven it up a little bit, and I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see what people bring here. Maybe we'll find a little bit of revenge in space opera as well. I think we'll find a little bit of revenge everywhere, Trevor. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. Based on that very long definition, I'm going to go on Letterboxd right now, and I'm going to find a list of space opera movies, movies that are space operatic. And we're going to do that very famous game that we like to play in all of our Andros, where you guess the top 10 of each genre on Letterboxd. So let's do it. Okay. Tell me, Adam, according to Letterboxd, what are the top 10 space opera movies oh man there's a flush of uh star wars in here but i'll go with 2001 as number one so um 2001 is number nine out of ten what <laughs> yeah uh, but this is i'm sorry i should have been very specific this is sorted by film popularity not film oh rating. i see okay. yeah sorry because remember last time we did film popularity which is a different list than uh highest rating because i think we're going to get into some of the highest rated movies uh and with you know with my pick maybe some of the lowest rated movies but um film popularity is what we're talking about here but still 2001 a space odyssey number nine uh, out of ten interesting um so we definitely have the fifth element in there the fifth element is nowhere near this list holy cow (laughs) yeah it's like all the way down at number let's see 5 10 15 20 20 it is number 25 how many star wars are in the top 10 there are four Star Wars films in the top ten. Wow, okay. Uh, all right, so we have we have A New Hope, obviously. Empire new, Strikes Back. A New Hope is number six. Empire Strikes Back is number eight. Wow. Uh, I know, right? You would think those would be higher, but number, you got number six, number eight, number nine. Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens is number five, yes. Yeah, so you have five, six, eight, and nine now. And the last Jedi. Correct. So you have five, six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> Great. So you have not guessed one of the top four, and you have not guessed number ten yet. Holy cow! I'm, oh my god! No Star Wars. No two thousand one. No yeah. fifth element. What do these people classify as space opera? Well, um, I have to say that uh, let's start with the number th- uh, two, three, and four. So these are the most popular movies in the world. 
Oh, oh, uh, the Avengers movies. Okay, so which ones? Dang it. Uh, all right, so Infinity War is there. Infinity War is the number two space opera movie of all time, according to popularity on Letterboxd. Oh, okay, this makes it easier, actually. Um, and then you have uh, Endgame. Uh-huh, that is the number three most popular, which doesn't make any sense that Endgame is less popular than Infinity War. But uh, what would be the number four movie? It's not an Avengers movie, but it's like those movies. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy? It It, 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 it is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. <laughs> so now you're missing number one and number ten. Holy cow. And number one's not Marvel or Star Wars. Number one is not Marvel or Star Wars, but number ten is. Number one's Wally. Number one is not Wally. Dang unfortunately. it. Yeah. Is Wally not on the top ten? Wally's not on the top ten, but I will uh. say number ten is a sequel to a movie you've already said. Oh, uh, Guardians 2. Correct. So you've gotten everything but the number one space opera movie, popularity-wise, <laughs> according to Letterboxd. Holy cow, dude. Give me a year. So I'm not going to give you a year. I will I will tell you that I watched this movie on the big screen recently at my own movie theater. Don't worry, everyone. Don't freak out. And I thought it was just fantastic. And I cannot believe I kind of slept on it a little bit when it came out, which gives you a hint. It's come out in the last 30 years, and <laughs> yeah. I've seen it in a movie theater. Great. Um, I'll help you get there quicker. Think letterboxed and think directors that letterboxed might worship. Is this like pretty indie? It is not, but it is a director that letterboxed would worship. Oh, uh, so if you had to classify letterboxed, you'd say it's like Avengers, Star Wars. It is Interstellar, yes. Okay. But wow. number one, and you're lucky that I'm not going to pick Interstellar for this series too, because I thought it was awesome when I watched it. Let's yeah. see, let's see what the average rating is on that one. Four point one, yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, the soundtrack carries most of that movie, I think. Oh, totally. And watching it on the big screen just like blew my mind. I saw it opening night in uh, IMAX, and I didn't, I didn't appreciate it enough. And then I just watched it recently with my buddy Zishan, a past past guest of the show and friend of the show, and we just we thought it was amazing. We were sitting like rows away from each other. It was very safe. Don't worry. Yeah, I think I, I, upon rewatching, I liked it a lot. Also, I think uh, I think it hit me in that first time. I saw it in IMAX too, and up until like the first hour and a half, I was like completely in it. You know, the, the scene, uh, the first planet with the waves, is amazing. It's an amazing moment. I think you cut out the planet with Matt Damon on it, and you have like a perfect movie. Yeah, it's like maybe the, like thirty minutes too long, unfortunately. But like if it was like two hours and twenty minutes, it would just be I think would be absolutely awesome. And, and anybody listening to this show will learn that I'm not really a big Nolan head, really. I, I like some of his movies for sure. But, the, I mean, Interstellar, to me, having watched it again, has to be his best movie, in my opinion, of course. Interesting. Okay. But, yeah, so that is the top ten uh, most popular uh, space opera movies, according to Letterboxd. Now, let's go through, as we always do in our intro episodes, let's talk about our favorites. Do you have a list of some of your favorite space opera movies? And also, how many movies do we think we should do for this series? I know in the outro to Revenge movies, we, we, we mentioned doing six. Are we sticking with six? I think I, I think I like six. How are you feeling? Yeah, six is great. I think six is very good because Revenge is slightly broader than uh, space opera. But space opera... Like I said earlier, it seems pretty, you know, if, if a guest is going to bring a space opera onto the show, it's it's got to fit those those weird little categories that we have for it, which we'll get to in a minute. But um, what do you think, Adam? What are some of your favorite space opera movies going into this series? Um, I love Wally. Like I said, you know, that counts. It's an amazing movie. I love how cynical it's kind of getting, uh, especially from Pixar and Disney. I also love that that movie is mostly a silent film. I think they pulled it off so well. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and you're right. It does have a it has some um, 
scathing critique for sure for like literally the human race right um i actually i'm more of a you know and i kind of said this in the episode of zishan but i'm more of a a sci-fi literature dude and so books like hyperion or childhood's end i think would be considered space operas that are very cool big scope fun stories to get into for sure absolutely what about you trevor um, I'm looking at a list of space opera movies. I mentioned Interstellar. I absolutely love it. You mentioned Fifth Element, which I was just thinking about literally the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a movie. And I absolutely hope I- I'm not picking it, but I absolutely hope we have some bringing on because it is a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it gets a little weird of what a space opera is. Like I'm looking through this list right now. And a lot of the stuff I'm looking at is like, if somebody brought it on, I would be like, that's not a space opera. We're not doing that. Um, but I think that, yeah, those would be my favorites. Fifth Element, Interstellar. Um, you know, I like the Star Wars movies, of course, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm looking through a list right now, and it really is not... I, I think Galaxy Quest is fantastic, kind of a take on Star Trek. I, I, um, we have this really weird story that we've done two... Or up until about two months ago, we had done two private rentals at the drive-in, the Frida Cinema drive-in, where people have hired us to do drive-ins for them. Right. And weirdly, both of them picked Galaxy Quest to watch. <laughs> interesting like it's the most four quadrant movie in the world like it hits it hits every single beat that like everybody can enjoy uh it absolutely rules right. um, um i'm seeing some awesome movies on this list like close encounters and district nine and stuff i, I those are not space operas yeah i wouldn't um, consider uh, shout out to also uh the two jj abrams star trek movies i think those are fantastic they're just like pure fun yeah that first uh star trek from 20 20- 2009 <laughs> that's how they talk in star trek uh is really really good uh, i did not care for into darkness okay all right well you're wrong but... i'm not in the minority there man you know that no you know that was not like a, a heavily well-received movie look uh beyond or whatever was the bad one man i liked into darkness be, and, but beyond is like such a space opera like to me all i think about when i think of it is like how colorful it was and how interesting that was and they're like stranded on a planet and then the power of rock and roll saves them <laughs> yeah that was the one that was co-written by simon Pegg, huh yeah um one that i'm seeing that i think is pretty underrated is the joseph kaczynski movie from 2013 called uh, oblivion starring one tom cruise mm-hmm. that's like very very much a space opera like it even has like a score by m83 that like literally makes it feel like an actual (laughs) opera interesting um but let's stop talking about our favorites let's get into it what is going to be the scale that we grade every space opera movie on adam do you want to go first or should i go first uh yeah i'll take it first okay category one which we usually see as the most important out of 10 adam what is it going to be I would like to go to my favorite thing about space operas and ask, how grand is the scope? Okay, so how epic is this space opera? Yeah, you can factor in, you know, I mean, if there's more planets here, it's probably going to get a higher rating type of thing, but... I love it. We'll see. I love it. I didn't have that written down. That, that's great. I, that, that's You got to start there. It's, it's, it's an opera. It's big. It's got to be grand. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Number two, for me, how colorful is it (laughs) how colorful is this movie okay i think it's interesting what i'm learning i think the distinction between a space opera and like a dystopian film is that dystopian films are not uh epic a lot of times and they're certainly not colorful so i want to know how colorful is this movie that we're watching Mm -hmm. because i think that's a good i think that's a great distinction i'm thinking of some of my favorite space operas and they're pretty colorful yeah i agree i think that's one of the big appeals right 
Yeah, absolutely. Number category number three. We're kind of blazing through this. I feel like we're we feel. I think that we really do feel like we're like experts on space opera. <laughs> um, number three. This is where we slow down. Yeah, absolutely. This is where we actually have to put a little bit of thought into it. We have scope. We have color. My my number three is going to be how fun is this movie? How fun is this movie? And you were grading on on how fun it is positively, not negatively. Right. Okay, how fun is this movie is category number three. (laughs) But I think it is interesting, like I just said, how colorful is it? How fun is the movie? These are interesting and important to a space opera, I feel like. Otherwise, like I said, you're getting into apocalyptic, um, oh, dystopian, dystopian movies. Mm -hmm. So um, how fun, can I add a word to that? How fun, how optimistic is it? Yeah, yeah, great choice. Optimistic. So how fun, how optimistic is this movie? I think that's, that's a good distinction. Category number four, I'm going to say how reluctant and or unprepared is the hero of the story? Okay, interesting. Yeah, because you, you saw up top that we had mentioned that the, the protagonist of the film is usually, how did they word it? How reluctant, un, unprepared, they, they mentioned it was like um, sympathetic is the, is the hero. Uh, I won't say sympathetic because we already kind of have how fun optimistic is, so... You know the trope. The trope exists. How reluctant slash unprepared is the hero? Category number five, Adam. Uh, yeah, so for number five, I'm thinking, uh, what are we going to be looking at? How cool is the tech mm, in this movie? Yes, always important to future movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a great category. That's a, You know what? Sometimes with category five, we like to have a little fun there. <laughs> right. Uh, are, you, are you feeling any bonus categories here? It's a little bit of a piggyback on how cool is the tech. I'm curious how cool are like the modes of transportation, aka how cool are like the spaceships in this movie. Oh, okay. But I will accept if like there's no spaceships. Like, oh, this person drives like like you know the fifth element. There's a lot of space taxis. How cool are the vehicles? Do you want to go with that? I got an, an amendment because we can kind of factor that into the tech. Um, but what about how cool are the planets? How cool are the different planets? I like that. I like that. How cool are the different planets? But what if it's only one planet? Do we we, we can't hold it against it? How cool is is the planet? Yeah. How cool? Or just the setting, I guess. Right. Yeah. Sometimes we like to do for the bonus, like for Revenge, we had how cool is the final showdown location. So yeah. this is sort of along the same line. How cool are the different planets slash planet that this takes place on? Because you wanted to make sure that it was a movie that didn't take place on Earth. Right. Or at least didn't start and end or mostly take place on Earth. Uh, space operas can make their way to Earth or start on Earth, of course. But for you, you had mentioned earlier that you need a space opera to be going to a different planet. Right. I want to have some fun. I'm not, I'm not getting stuck on Earth. I already have that lousy movie. It's called My Life. <laughs> yes. Category one, how grand is the scope? How epic is it? Category two, how colorful is it? I love that. How to, category number three, how fun, optimistic is it? Category number four, how reluctant, unprepared is the hero? Category number five, how cool is the tech? And bonus, how cool are the different planets slash planets? Uh, these are all out of 10. Uh, I liked our categories for revenge, but these are like spot on. Like I feel like there are certain movies that are going to bomb this scale and other movies that are just going to crush this scale. Absolutely. And it is, like we always say, it's an arbitrary scale, but it is ultimately always 100% of the time going to find us the best space opera movie ever made. Absolutely. I can't wait to have that definitive answer for all of you. We're putting in the hard work for you. 
Yeah, and at the end of this, just like with Revenge, we're going to have an outro to Space Opera episode where we are going to be giving away our Silver Ghosties. All of the amazing awards that we give away based on categories that our guests bring in for us. Uh, if this show seems confusing to you already at the very beginning of season two, just try listening to season one. It's even more confusing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that's that's that. We have named some of our favorites. We've done the categories. We've talked about popular slash successful titles in the past. Um, it is now time to give our picks for the series, Adam. Uh, and I will start. You know I gave this a lot of thought. Like I said, hours and hours of research. You know I'm a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. But I am not. I am not going with After Earth, which I have not seen, which probably (laughs) is a space opera movie and probably Mm. would do pretty well on our scale. But another um, unfairly maligned director or set of directors are the Wachowski Starship, as some call them. Oh, no. And they directed a space opera to end all space operas. Oh, no. And And I mean this. I mean this in a way that they directed a movie that literally, after it came out in 2015 will make and made making any space opera after it more difficult to make because of how badly it bombed. I'm talking about Lily Wachowski, Lana Wachowski's 2015 film, Jupiter Ascending. Oh, no. (laughs) I cannot wait to watch this movie. I have never seen it. I am a huge fan of the Wachowskis. Uh, I think it's really funny that, like, the nerdist culture started calling them, like, the Wachowski Starship. And they were like, where are you getting this name from? Like, we do not call ourselves the Wachowski Starship. Uh, I can't believe you. I saw this movie in theaters. Oh, no. Yeah, my oh no's are not unfounded, my friend. I didn't know that, and I feel bad, but I think I'm going to find a great uh, guest for us. You have Mila Kunis, his first build, Channing Tatum, his second build, Sean Bean. We love Sean Bean. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, in clips I've seen, is one of the most insane performances I've ever seen. If that doesn't take home, that performance doesn't take home at least a couple silver ghosties, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, it is It is pretty nuts, dude. It's almost unwatchable. Uh, Jupiter Ascending has a 2.1 on Letterboxd. It's one of the lowest scores I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably rate it lower than that. Uh, and the tagline is, expand your universe. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> where can we watch this? Uh, Jupiter Ascending is now streaming on Netflix. Okay, that's great. Accessible as all heck. Right, thank you, Trevor. <laughs> Hold on, let me, let me check out the runtime on this bad boy. <laughs> it, it's, it's probably pretty long, huh? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe two hours. Uh, it looks like it is. It is two hours and seven minutes. So not as long as I thought it would be, to be honest with you. Okay, okay, that's fine. You know, I respect your decision. Okay, good. <laughs> so what are you gonna do with your movie? Uh, I've had a few. I have one that I really want to get, but I can't effing find nowhere for nobody. Uh, that's the name of the movie. Nowhere for nobody. Yeah. Mm, and then and then I was considering also Galaxy Quest, but since everyone and their mom watched that movie already, there's something inside of me to tell me to just pick this movie. And uh, even though I can't find it, because usually with these kinds of movies, you can find somewhere, even though it's not usually proper. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if it's a movie that we can find and the audience can find and watch with us, then I'll allow it. 
tip tip the scales here because um, people are going to say that I've made a bad pick with my pick. That's true. Well, I want to go. Yeah, that's why I want to go in the opposite direction. And I think Cowboy Bebop the movie from 2001 would be a great uh, alternate because it's just very cool space sci-fi. Okay, cool. And that's just kind of find it wherever you can find it. Yeah. So the problem is it's very, it's kind of, it's pretty hard to come across. Uh, I can't find it anywhere to stream. However, if you are an anime watcher, which uh, if you're watching this movie and maybe listening to this podcast, you are, you know, there are websites out there where you're going to be able to find this thing. What makes you think any of our listeners are anime watchers? The feedback, a lot of our feedback saying do more anime <laughs> representation. Our listeners are constantly just telling us that they want us to do more anime, but they don't know. We spin a wheel. It's all random. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. So Jupiter Ascending and Cowboy Bebop the movie are our first two films. that Not not in order, but they're the first two movies that have been drafted here and picked. And we'll see what uh, the other four guests have to bring along with them. Uh, good luck finding, or to me at least, finding a guest to come on and talk about Jupiter Ascending. Do you have anybody in mind for Cowboy Bebop? Uh, yeah, I have some a few weeb friends, so I think I can set something up. Oh, I'm not allowed to say that word, huh? What? Weeb. Weeaboo. We, yeah, I, I, I said that one time at the theater when we played... Um, Oh my gosh, Promare, Promari, Promare, oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, people are like, "You can't say that if you're not one." I'm like, "Oh, sorry, my bad." It's better not to be one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll give up my pass of saying that word if I don't have to be one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that is looking to be kind of the last bit of our intro episode. We've we've done it right. We've done the banter. We've done the successful titles. We've done our. Our favorites, how many episodes we're doing. We've talked about our categories. We've done our picks. Is there anything else, Adam, that we want to add? Uh, I think uh, I just want people to uh, chime in and uh, send us their thoughts on, on our movie picks, on future movie picks, and on our, our rating categories. That's ghostpartypictures at gmail.com. Or you can just send us an Instagram DM at ghostpartypics. Right. That's where we're going to be putting up our schedule for the movies we'll be watching in the space opera genre. Yeah, and just like a space opera movie, I'm feeling real optimistic about this one. Same here. I'm excited. I want to get out there, man. It's interesting because this definitely has a different energy to it than Revenge did. It felt like I knew Revenge, whereas space opera coming... I mean, when the wheel landed on it, I was like... I don't even know, like, because when I think of a space opera, I only think of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is literally called, it could be called a space opera. Like, literally, it has, like, classical music while stuff slowly moves in space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean to be too cocky on this one. We might be coming to our outro episode like, this was miserable. But I also like the alternative that, uh, you know, these, these are hopefully the final months of the pandemic as we're kind of getting more vaccinated and that we're going to be watching a lot of things that are out of this world you know getting our mind out there a little bit more yeah absolutely yeah well let's let's look to the future with space opera perfect timing to do this type of stuff and um super excited about jupiter ascending uh yeah, that makes one of us <laughs> uh, i can't believe you saw that movie in theaters that just blows my i, I mean like you it was you, you were the one yeah i know i saw that movie in theaters and there was like a, a, a row of kids in the front that were being really obnoxious and i was okay with that i was fine with them distracting me from the movie like it was justified so you were like i mean yeah i mean yeah. i'm i'm not really quite watching this movie either interesting um i have a question for you looking at our scale beforehand how do you think jupiter ascending will do on that scale uh 
it's hard to remember, but I think it'll do pretty well, actually. Yeah, because that's what I, I've heard when it came out. That's all I heard it described as, is people saying it's a space opera, it's a space opera. Yeah, that's one of the things that kind of irked me about it, because a lot of people who did kind of defend it were like, well, you know, it's just like a lesson in world building. You know, that's the whole thing. It's like, you can make a good movie that also world builds. You don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah, I don't know. It's very funny to me that, it, like, I don't know how long the leash is on the Wachowskis because they already got put. You know what? I'll save it. I'll save it for the episode. But I have a feeling that Jupiter Ascending is going to sneak out of the series with a couple silver ghosties. Yeah, I have that feeling also. <laughs> Before we get out of here, a question I should have asked at the top of the show. Uh-huh. What are listeners, if they exist, of this show to be called? That's a very good question, Trevor. Uh, because they can't be called ghosties, no. because that's the name of our, our award that we give away at the end of each um, series. Right. Well, you know, I like the idea of of, of keeping it, you know, uh, amiable, having a good time. And so maybe we call them uh, ghost partiers. Ghost partiers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That is very, very, very good. I like that. They party with us, man. All right. Well, Ghost Partiers, uh, thank you for listening to Ghost Party Radio. Again, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple. And uh, if you want to listen through Spotify, you can do that too. Basically, anywhere that podcasts can be found, right, Adam? That's pretty much right, Trevor. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's it for us. This was a very easygoing. It makes me it makes me kind of worried for how the episodes are going to go, but the intro is pretty easygoing. Uh, Thank you for listening to Ghost Party Radio. Adam, we have officially blasted off. Bye. Bye. Mm, That's a 10.